I'm trying to help everybody, and so don't get upset with me. <laughs> okay, I want to, you know, we've had this around for a long time, but I'm just going to read a little bit of it. You know, how, how we were saying about the, um, even the vision, you have to speak over stuff. Or you will not go anywhere. All of this, we've got to speak over our bodies, what the word says, speak, 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 speak. Now, look, words, words are God's method of operation by which he accomplishes his will, his purpose, and his desire. Words, uh, did you really hear me? So, <laughs> words are God's method of operation. It's his M.O., <laughs> you know, there's executives who have methods of operation and they get to be millionaires. God's method of operation by which he accomplishes his will in the earth is by words that we speak. He died on the cross for us. He did everything that he could for us. He turned it over to us. He did his part. Now he wants us to do our part. The way we do our part is by words. Okay, words will set spiritual laws in motion. One of those laws is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus has made me free of the law of sin and death. Words set spiritual laws in motion. Spiritual laws were created by God and they're higher than any man-made law than and even any any just law like the law of gravity. I mean, he, he made that law. He, he's there, his laws are way above anything. But words are the things which set in motion your healing. Words are the things that set in motion your finances. Okay, the spiritual law in motion. Oh, yeah, I didn't even know. That. The law of sin and death and the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. You got a choice. <laughs> Words are the most important things in the universe. You know why? Because the whole universe was created by words. The Holy Spirit, it says in Genesis, hovered. And until... <laughs> Actually, Jesus spoke. Jesus was there. He was always there. He was God's right-hand man. He was his son. But anyway, he hadn't come on the cross yet. He had died or wasn't born in the earth yet. And he had to do that so that we could... Uh, that, I get, that gets into all kinds of stuff. You can go back and hear what I did on Christmas. The word was made flesh. Anyway. Words are the most important things in the universe. Faith-filled, faith-filled, faith-filled words will put you over. But you got to know what the words are. That's why the, the, the Bible is so important to Christians. Yeah. Fear-filled words will defeat you. And there's so much fear out there. See, what conquers that, though, is something like a word from God. Like if 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, God did not, did not give me a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. You spirit of fear, and the spirit of fear is real. It's a demon spirit. Get out! In the name of Jesus, you have dominion. You've got it if you're born again, but you've got to say it. Otherwise, he's just going to keep going on. And on and on and on and on. You've got to take your dominion. Words are the most important things in the universe. I'm going to say it again. Faith-filled. Faith-filled. Do you know any faithful? That's why you got to take those visions and you've got to put some faith-filled words in there. Yeah. By Nabbit, I am not going to sit around. I, the reason, okay, and I had a prophet call me. 
I, he didn't know anything about it. And he said, he said, what, what's with you? I, there's something, I keep getting your name. I didn't even know him. He was only here once last year, yeah. Dr. Jacobs. Dr. Jacobs. And he says, something wrong or what's going on? He said, I keep getting you in prayer. And, and so, and I said, well, I had hip surgery. I had, I had a hip replacement. And he said, God wanted me to tell you that, that not, because I was really feeling kind of condemned. How am I going to be? I want to tell you something. I was telling Luis, wow, I can put my shoes on and tie them. I can bend over now. This is just, it's not even six weeks. It's a month, <laughs> and it's it's just like, but I'm not gonna baby myself. So you can go do 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 do, or get like, I'm just come on. I say faith-filled words. That's the only thing that gets me out of this that fast. Faith-filled words, but you you can you can just blop yourself and give up and baby yourself, or you can fight the good fight. A faith that comes from this beautiful word. Yes. You can. So, see, those are faith-filled words. Believe me, I, I was going through stuff at home. Ugh. And he said, your faith was so full for your church <laughs> that God wanted me to tell you not to be condemned because you, you didn't have enough left to believe for your healing <laughs> because the church was my priority kind of or the I guess God has to be really but it but that's all part of it and that is the truth that's the truth I did you know this is like my life <laughs> okay words are spiritual containers this contains water but just think it's full of good words they're like, I can remember seeing a seed bag thing once. There were bad seed bags that, was, that were there that, because of the words we had said, and there were good seed bags. Yeah. bags. Sometimes uh, and they show this picture where the seed bags were like, like this. They were bad ones. And there yeah. were like this many good ones, yeah. and it couldn't take over. Right. Your words. Oh. Words are spiritual containers, and they carry power. They ca carry love and faith, or they carry hate and fear. Oh, man. You know, just, just studying this out, I am not, oh, my gosh. And there were so many things going on, even with people in Marietta with people that we have at Bible college and trying to take care of it and just being concerned about your kids you know, <laughs> and, and everything. And, uh, you know, you know, and sometimes you sit at home and yeah. that enemy will try to say, we you doing this all this time. You know, you got to fight that stuff, but fight it. I fight it. She had a lot of tears. I think surgery makes you emotional anyway. <laughs> does. But see, they can carry love and faith, or they can carry hate and fear. Words are seeds, like you plant in the garden, sown with your mouth, that produce after their own kind. And the more you say stuff, the more you say stuff, <laughs> Uh, the more you say stuff about your body, the more it does it. They're absolutely seeds. The more you say stuff about your, your finances, the worse it gets. Or you say good stuff, what the Bible says, my God shall supply. I'm telling you, this is faith. And this is part, you have to say words with your vision. Words are the process starters of life. I'm going to say words are seeds, again, sown with your mouth that produce after their own kind. You know, when I was like, 
young, I used to say this all the time, and people would bawl me out for it. They'd say, oh, I'm so fat. 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 Actually, I weighed 110 pounds. <laughs> I wish I weighed that down. <laughs> and, and it's just like, after a while, you get fatter. <laughs> you know? You can't. And, and you got to, it's just your words. You can say, oh, I'm so dumb. Why was I so dumb to do that? That works too. <laughs> okay, now, when, when this really came on with the hip, and he, he told me, actually, I mean, I went to a doctor, of course. You don't, don't be flaky about that either. <laughs> when you got, this is, man, my quality of life is much better already. It's going to get better. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> you saw me, man. I was limping and everything. And it, and it was, I was like, what was that? I, I start to remember. I couldn't, yeah, I said, Louise, please, I, I, I don't know if I can carry my Bible up here. Because without, you know, without stuff. And I just thought about that the other day. And I thought, I forgot all about it. <laughs> okay, but see... I was telling people, though, the things that I couldn't do because I needed help. Right. I really was needing help right. getting out of the car. I was needing help getting in the car. Right. <laughs> Just different things. Yeah. But, but after, and you know, you come home and it hurts <laughs> for a week, for a little while. And, and you just have to watch your words. You know, you start talking about God is a healer. Yeah. He died on that cross for all of those things. Yes. But see, your faith can become so full for other things. Uh -huh. yes. And, you know, like even you, when you tell me was, you know, save for the police. And then, then I thought, oh, I can't. Well, I wouldn't tell you that, but I thought I can't. I just, I'm, I'm, there's too much I'm yeah. blaming for. Yeah. So other people have to help you believe. Amen. Like even the area departments in the church, yes. believe for it. Yes. Amen. But, um, oh my. See, those, those, your words are process starters of life. They're process starters of death. Start speaking what the word says about your body. Start speaking what the word says about your money. You know what? And you'll keep going on. Because God needs us. Our bodies are important for the sake of God in this earth. They are, so we can keep moving on. The more I, older I get, the more I realize that. Our bodies are important. Okay, so with, I'm not going to go much further. Van, this goes on, and then there's another at the back of the page. <laughs> but I, I, we're just going to maybe continue on that. Maybe I, the power, the power of your words. Actually, this came from Kenneth Copeland, George Pearson's ministry. Way back, way, way, way back. Five vital truths about words. There is nothing in this earth so great or so powerful, including your physical body, that cannot be turned around by words. You can turn around any situation with your words. You can turn around any situation with your words. Everybody say it. I can turn any situation around with my words. Number two, the entire course of nature, the future. Well, you don't have to say that yet. Let me say the entire course of nature. That's all right. The future and your destiny and the circumstances surrounding every human being are controlled by a person's words. The entire course of nature, the future, the destiny, and the circumstances surrounding every human being are controlled by that person's words. Oh, I wish I had notes. <laughs> Number three, we don't have a choice whether or not we live by words. We do, however, have a choice of what words we live by. 
If your mouth, number four, if your mouth will feed your heart the word of faith, when you don't need it, your heart will feed your mouth the word of faith when you do need it. There's certain things. You could be in a car accident. You know what I mean? Or something really quick, like almost a car accident. And you, what's going to come out of your mouth? I, maybe I should tell you this, make it a little lighter. <laughs> when I was first born again or really knew of this stuff, some of this, I didn't know it yet. I didn't know much. No, I mean, yeah, I was a baby Christian. And I can remember I went to Omaha and uh, to this one area, and I know that I, um, we almost sideswiped a car. And I said, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. <laughs> because I had been a Catholic. And that's, but see, a lot of people would say, well, GD or FU or, you know what, I'm, I'm just being blunt. But at least I had good stuff in my heart, you know what. And then and in the middle of that, almost like, like this, I said, Jesus, Mary, Joseph. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> I did say that, and I actually laughed at myself <laughs> because it became a habit. I had learned that, which isn't bad, you know, because a lot of people will swear stuff. <laughs> I couldn't even say shut up or I'd get a spanking. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, so if your mouth will feed your heart the word of faith when you don't need it, your heart will feed your mouth the word of faith when you do need it. Yes. Or I plead the blood, you know. Angels, <laughs> help. Uh, number five, we appropriate what is ours in Christ by making God's word a daily part of our vocabulary. We are to confess what we can do in Christ, who we are in Christ, and what we have in Christ. Yes. When you do that, see, that's why. Um, here are some Proverbs 20. You know what? I never planned to even take this out. So good. <laughs> I hadn't planned to even look at it. And then all of a sudden, right before I came this morning, the Lord said, take that with you and just speak a few of these. Well, I didn't plan on this even. So Proverbs 22, 17 and 18, just listen. Listen, consent and admit. When you listen and don't sleep in church, you listen and consent. You consent and submit to God. To the words of the wise and apply your mind to my knowledge, saith the Lord. For it will be pleasant if you keep them in mind, if you believe those words. Your lips will be accustomed to confessing them. Isaiah 58, 13 basically says, don't speak your own words. Psalm 17, 4, the Amplified. Concerning the works of men, by the word of your lips, yours capitalized, by the word of God's lips, I have avoided the ways of the path of the destroyer. You avoid the devil. Okay, so anyway. Our spiritual purpose on the earth right now is to prepare for the coming of the Lord. And you know what? He wants to give us a double anointing to do what has to be done. <laughs> but there's a price to be paid. And I know, those, I'm quoting Nancy Dufresne here. But not everybody wants this. But you know what? This is what's going to bring the revival. This is what's going to bring you heaven on earth. Because we actually, as Christians, are supposed to be enjoying heaven on earth. Okay, go to Luke 117 and the Amplified.
But that's our purpose on the earth. It isn't just to live today to day and, oh, can I go to the doctor? Oh, I'm all sick. Oh, and this and it's that and it's this and it's that. You know, no, it's more than that. It isn't all about me just to live here. Your purpose on the earth is for the sake of God. That's what your purpose is for. Okay. Okay, now here, this, this, he himself will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient and the incredulous and the unpersuadable to the wisdom of the upright. Somebody's got to go and tell the other people. Which is the knowledge and holy love of the will of God. In order to make ready for the Lord a people perfectly prepared in spirit, adjusted and disposed and placed in the right moral state. There ain't going to be no revival without us being this way. Send a revival. No, God said, will you please get yourself on this so I can send it. Okay, so now honestly, did you get that? (laughs) The spirit of Elijah was miracles. You're going to be doing miracles. But we got to tweak ourselves. Okay, Isaiah 40, verse 3. Put that up there too. We got to make adjustments in our life. Tweak yourself. Is there unforgiveness? Is there little things of gossip? Of just just things that you're doing. And you feel bad afterwards. Okay. A voice of one who cries, prepare in the wilderness. The wilderness is a place where there is no God. The way of the Lord, clear away the obstacles. Get rid of the obstacles in your life. Make straight and smooth in that desert that's inside of you a highway for our God. Perfectly prepared. Make adjustments. Disposed. I mean, dispose yourself so you're, you're inclined and you're willing favorably disposed, favorably inclined, and toward what the Lord really wants in your life. Why do you exist? See, it means to put in proper order or arrangements to be in the right moral state. You've got to, seriously, there's things in my life, I know that the Lord is showing me, you know, little things. You... Okay, with this prophecy, there be changes. This should make change. We need to make changes. We all need to make some changes. Well, I'm just a human being and I can't do that. Be holy as I am holy, he said. If your spirit man can get in the word and you speak the word, you, your spirit man gets fatter than your flesh. <laughs> It's a way to go on a diet, too. <laughs> See, to acquire this change, two things you got to do every day. Feed on the Word. Feed on the Word. Feed on the Word and fellowship with God. Okay. So, you know what? And one of the ways we all need to change and make adjustments is probably in our speech. Consecrate our tongue so that that we don't, you know, misspeak some of these things. Why? Because you cannot separate your tongue from your lifestyle or what's happening to you in your life. You can't separate your tongue. The words words are too important. And and it all starts with actually what you're thinking. 
starts with stinking thinking. Oh my gosh, did I have a battle when I was at home, though, recuperating with that. See, that's where we've got to guard our thought life. Be aware of it. Discipline it. Say, I'm, I'm not going to, okay, I cast down those thoughts. They may be thoughts of what am I going to do? Oh my gosh, I'm deteriorating. The doctor said this, the doctor said that. I go to doctors, but I don't really always listen to <laughs> This doctor that I went to didn't talk much. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he really doesn't. <laughs> but the way we speak in our daily life is the way we speak under the anointing. And the anointing is not just for preachers. Your, your life is not going to grow good fruit by what you meant, but what you say. I used to say that all the time. Well, I didn't really mean that. But that doesn't make any difference. The devil hurts you, and he likes, you're just going to go straight. See, there, there's other areas to adjust and change. It could be in your relationships, you know, with even at work, within your marriage, with your children, with your finances, all that stuff. But I, I want to tell you something. The Holy Spirit wants us to adjust and change and, and to lead this church so that, they're, that we're, we're moving. And it's really those words. Okay, 1 Timothy 6.20, but I'm going to read it out of the message. I'll just read it. I wrote it down. Oh, my dear Sonia. Oh, my dear John. Oh, my dear Louise. Oh, my dear Anita. Oh, my dear Mary. Oh, my dear Jackie. Guard the treasure you were given. Guard it with your life. Avoid the talk show religion. Whoa, avoid the talk show religion. And practice, and the practice confusion of the so-called experts. People caught up in a lot of talk can miss the whole point of faith. But overwhelming grace will keep you. That's in the message. First, now let's get it in the whatever. I don't know. Okay. So First Timothy six twenty. Okay. That's why you got to know where your books are. That. <laughs> you know. Okay. So when I was a baby Christian. And I don't mean this, you know, but I wouldn't even put tabs in my Bible because you're going to memorize those. You're not going to use those tabs because you're just going to rely on that. You know how, how you knew all the phone numbers by heart before? You got a cell phone and put it in your contact list? <laughs> it's the same thing. You did. I used to know just the stack of numbers by heart. Now I can <laughs> you start to rely on stuff. Yeah. You see what I mean? Okay, 1 Timothy 6.20. Okay, yeah, and it's out of the Amplified I wanted. I put, oh, Jackie, guard and keep the deposit entrusted to you. Turn away from the irreverent babble and the godless chatter with the vain and empty worldly phrases and the subtleties and the contradictions in what is falsely called knowledge uh, and spiritual illumination. <laughs> well, I have my doctors in philosophy. No, I don't. <laughs> anyway. not, and not everybody's like that as a doctor. I, did, I don't mean that, I, that. But it can be up here and because that person isn't born again, it doesn't come out with the anointing. Now, see, that doesn't mean every statement you make has to be a scripture either. Because that can get to be a religious spirit. 
It means do not speak lightly or mindlessly. Boy. James 3. Let's put that up there. Mm -hmm. Amplified. James 3. There's a lot in James 3, I know. Kind of, you know, if you want to get anywhere, sometimes you just got to push yourself. <laughs> what? I'm going to read verse 2 first. For we all often stumble and fall and offend in many things. But if anyone does not offend in his speech, in his words, never says the wrong things, he's a fully developed character and a perfect man, able to control his whole body and curb his entire nature. But you know what? It talks about all that, all this. We even said a bit in a horse's mouth. You know, there's a rudder on a big ship and it controls the ship. The, the bit controls the horse, the big horse. You know, and all that stuff. And it says all the beasts, all the beasts can be, can be tamed, but not man. <laughs> That's the tongue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can tame man. <laughs> but your tongue, you cannot tame. Okay, but that's why you pray in tongues. That's the only thing that'll tame it. Okay, so go down to verse 6 through 10. The tongue is a fire. The tongue is a world of wickedness set against our members of our body, contaminating and depraving the whole body and setting on fire the wheel of birth, the cycle of man's nature. You might be saying some stuff and you think, how come that came in my life? Because you've been saying it. It might be a year later, two years later, three years later. That is being ignited by hell itself. For every kind of beast and bird and reptile and sea animal can be tamed and has been tamed by human genius. But the human tongue can be tamed by no man. It is restless, undisciplined, irreconcilable, evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless the Lord, the Father, and with it we curse men who are made in God's image and likeness. Out of the same mouth comes forth blessing and cursing. These things, my brethren, ought not be so. And then I put on the side, that's why we must pray in tongues. See, and the only one who can tame your tongue is the Holy Spirit. And that's why it's important to speak in tongues. Even too much wittiness can hinder your spiritual growth. And even when joy flows in a service, it's got to be treated with, it, it can't be, uh, or be treated with reverence. What I meant, okay, sometimes I saw this in the prayer, and don't, I mean, this is way, 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 way back, but you can't start to want to laugh just because you want to laugh. No, but the Holy Ghost will take over in that, but not just because you started, and, you know, you're trying to start something. See, but that isn't what God wanted necessarily. And I'm not, but, but see, we've got to be, do you see what I mean? We treat all these areas with respect. You got to watch inappropriate speaking and thinking, especially about other people's business. Other people's business. <laughs> See, our time should be taken doing our full attention on ourselves. What we must do to change and not what everybody else has to do to change. I know, I got convicted right in that. <laughs> I'm never dishonest with you about myself. But see, God will show me what to teach. Okay. So, okay, um, all right, I, I'm going to skip this part. So, now, this is good news because your life will flow to a higher level and there's going to be an abundant flow of joy yes. instead of depression and oppression. Amen. There's going to be healing yes. and divine health. 
It's going to be finances instead of lack. There's going to be peace instead of turmoil. There's going to be an abundant flow of revelation, knowledge, and wisdom of the Word of God. And that's when it becomes fun. And this, this is what is in, we're in a different era than we were. You see, they were trying to change the whole world system. But meanwhile, the spiritual system is chaining, changing to a higher level. And it's so important for this church to grow is to have unity among the brethren. Even with those who are not here, God, God show a flow of unity. See, how about Joshua and Caleb? They had unity with each other, you know, when the Israelites went into the promised land. But, but they couldn't go any further. Because of the other, others. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Remember? He said, oh, the giants are in the land. Yeah. And I can't tell you, I bet you, God said to them, I have given you the promised land. I've yeah. given you the promised land. Yeah. He said it. See, what he says in his word, he has given us. Yeah. And that's what we got to repeat. Yeah. And yet we say, oh, it's impossible. I, I'm too stupid to do this. I can't do this. Or blah, 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 blah. You push. Come on. Push. Come on. The word is true. Yeah. Yeah. Caleb took Caleb. And that's what inspires me. He took the mountain that he wanted to take when he was 83. He was 83. <laughs> See, there's a price to pay for this. There's a price to pay for this but you will become stronger. Amen. You know, really, we're paying so little of a price yes. for the joy and the peace and the health and even, even you know, that we have. You know, and even in spite of the, in most countries, they try to make it communist, and look, they haven't been able to do it. I look back a few years every once in a while, especially, especially at this time, because I can remember when COVID came, and I can remember, however, we never closed the church. Boy, I'll tell you what, when we would praise and worship, I, I almost cried because I went, God, just think that's take, being taken away from people in California because they said their spit was going in the air and they could praise and worship. Boy, that was nasty. Take away, you cannot praise and worship. That's, come on, come on, you guys. Push yourself. No way. Let's be, you know what? Let's be go getters. Come on. That's true. Okay, God's offered us a lot. And it's for all of us, and it's possible to have a purity of flow. Because one of the requirements is not to be permissive with anything that is not truth in your life. Or anything that's not the truth of the gospel coming out of your mouth. Well, those people, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you get caught up in that. Been there? They need to do this, and they need to do that. And they need to not do this, and they need to not do that. Just shut up. <laughs> so I'm going to say, what is truth? The Holy Spirit really is truth. And don't, we're not going to look these scriptures up for the sake of time. Okay, John 18 37 through 38, it really, it, it says that God's word is truth. What is truth? God's word. You know, I often think about that when you just even read something from the secular world. God's word is truth. When you get a diagnosis, whose report do we believe? <laughs> of the Lord. Okay, in John 17. And verse 
sent 17, I, well, this is mixed up. Jesus said in verse 17, sanctify them through your truth, Father, for thy word is truth. So Jesus sanctified himself so we could be sanctified by the word. If Jesus hadn't sanctified himself, we could not have been sanctified. And we are, what does that mean? You're set apart. People who are born again are set apart. In John 14, Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. But these words are real. If you say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah, uh-huh. Are, really, are you really living that when something happens to you? You say, okay, let me see God's way of doing this. Let me see what the truth of the word says about this instead of looking to the secular world system for it. Is this really life? Or is it that feel good? If it doesn't feel good, it's not life. It's not God's life. So when we get born again, the Holy Spirit comes to live in us. So really the spirit of truth is with us 24-7. And if you are born again, you need to talk to him. Talk to him. Just talk to him like you'd talk to anybody. Okay, so John 8, 32 says, you will know the truth. But the word know there means you are absolutely practicing it. When the rubber meets the road. And not just going according to your old way of flesh again. You're fighting the good fight of faith the best you can. You don't, you fight. You don't just succumb to symptoms and stuff like that. You know, you do what you can, though, for your body to get it out of that so you can keep moving on. Okay. So the opposite of truth are facts. And facts may be truth for a moment, but can change. A fact is a detail. It's a piece of information used as evidence, a circumstance, something that exists. Okay, so um, example of facts. Symptoms in your body. Lack in your bank account. Depression or oppression, fear feelings, reports, what you see, what you hear, what you feel. But the truth can change the facts. What is truth? The word. Because truth never changes. God never changes. And we're authorized by God to speak the truth in the face of facts. We be a doer of the word when the rubber meets the road. Okay, well... Not much yet, but see, the word says you're blessed. And we talked about that blessing, that that blessing is the word, it's healing, it's salvation for you, salvation for your family, it's prosperity, it's joy, it's peace, but how do you get those from the written word? You have to speak the words, declare them by faith what it says about you, rather than what's going on, what you see or hear or feel. See, the flesh wants to take over. And when the word of God, God goes into your eyes, into your ears, and out of your mouth, it goes into the good soil of your heart. And you know what? It may even take a while of saying that over and over. You don't just say it once or do this one day. You, it may take a while, but you've got to do it. See, and, and your faith will begin to pump up and grow, and something happens all of a sudden, and words will, good words will come out of your mouth. See, Proverbs 18, 20, the bottom line to all this is the power of death and life is in your mouth, and it's in your tongue. It doesn't say the power of death and life is in God. It doesn't say the power of death and life is in the devil. It says it's in your tongue. <laughs> and if you want your life to be filled with the blessing, instead of talking about how bad things are, 
in the world and how bad others are. Start speaking and declaring the truth of what God's word says about your life and what, what it says about other people's life. Speak the life of God's word into your situation, into your children's situation, into your money situation, into your body situation. Turn things around with the word of faith. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> Jesus is the high priest of your confession of faith. And that's why, remember I gave you that consecration prayer? See, now, how many people, have you said it all week? Yes. Do you consecrate your life every morning? Yes. Like I said, every some day. people weren't here last week. That's why I'm saying that. Because it's huge when you say that particular thing off of that sheet. You start to remember that you did that every day. And you start to, to think, oops, I better not do this. But if you never do that, it doesn't. You see, the word profession in the Greek word means homologio, which literally means to speak the same thing as God speaks. You say the same thing as God says, his words. I'm seeing what I can, okay. Um, Jesus said, I love this scripture, John 6, 63. It is the spirit that makes you alive. Your flesh profits nothing. The words I speak, Jesus said, are spirit and they are life. These, this whole word in here, and there's a word for everything in here that happens to us, are spirit and life. Oh, man. It just... Jesus got, you know what, okay, let's just say this, John 14, 10, don't, don't go there, we're skipping, but how did, where did Jesus get the words when he walked on the earth? He was a person just like us. He had given up all his, all his, uh, yeah, everything that he could have done, he was exactly like us, he became a man in the flesh. People think he had powers. You know, the godly powers, he gave them all up. Says it right in the Bible. Says it right in the Bible, or I wouldn't say that. I can prove that, but we're, we could be here all day. See, these are things I started to notice when I read the Bible because of where I had been for all those years. I want to know why of things, the how of things. And certain scriptures can, you can just, you pull them together from way back here to way over here to way over here, 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 here. That's when you start to get revelation knowledge of the word of God. So Jesus, this is the key. Jesus only spoke the words he heard the father tell him. We got the same words. We got the same spirit. And this is, now, let me tell you, it's, Memorize scripture all you want. This is the way you submit to God. This is the way you resist the devil. Come on. Truth. Because if you don't do this, you're not submitting. You're submitting to the devil, to the devil's words. It's like that guy told me, he said, you're submitting to the devil and not, not, not to God. Because I was all upset about not having enough money. It was when we were in prison ministry in the 80s. And I didn't get mad at him. I went, oh, Thank you. I better shape up. <laughs> He's right. You know, the, the word can be convicting. It can. I'm telling you the word, though. I'm not telling you what I think. I'm not telling you what I think. Because I got to obey this, too. See, Jesus is the Lord. And he is the high priest of those words. John 14, see, but you got to speak good stuff. He that believes in me, the works I do, he shall do also, and even greater works shall you do, because I went to the Father. You know, I heard Kenneth Hagin once, I listened to a sermon by his, and he said, what are those greater works? Greater works than Jesus did? But you know what Kenneth Hagin thought of, and I never thought of this. 
he said, Jesus hadn't gone to the cross yet, so he was unable to get anybody born again. The Holy Spirit had to come, and he was unable to get people filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Those are greater works. Amen? <laughs> yeah. Sure, he went about healing, but those are greater works. And I went, oh, leave it to Kenneth A. <laughs> okay, so do you believe in Jesus? Then he is talking to you. How can you do Jesus' works and even greater the same way he did them? He put the word of God in his ears, in his mind, in his heart, and he spoke them in faith. And then the Father in him did the works. Wah! See, see, you see that? All glory goes to God because if we get that in us strong enough, then the Father, he, he takes over and he, miracles happen. And they can't say, oh, wow, that man is powerful. No, it was the Father who did it. But you will be able to do that. Get the word in your words. <laughs> So what do we do? We stop something and we start something. Stop telling it like it is. And start speaking and believe the eternal word of God. And see, put the, the power of God's word to work for you. Put, the, put the, God's words of healing. Put it, you know, it starts somewhere. What's the worst thing that's bothering you now? You know, if, if it's healing in your body, your body's bugging you. Folks, I was to a point where I was in pain all the time. I really was. I didn't think I could walk from the pulpit to that chair. And I told Luis, you got to carry my book. I might fall down. I couldn't. I was telling him, couldn't tie my shoes. Couldn't put these shoes on. You were always in church. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> but there were certain things I couldn't bend over, tie, you know, or even get the shoes on because it, it was like crooked. Try to get this one on. Like, ugh get it straight, or somebody had to put it on, or something, I wouldn't, usually didn't depend on anybody, but, but, but it was like, you can't even concentrate on the word when you're in pain all the time, so get those words in your thing, and finally the Lord said, I prayed, and prayed, and prayed, and did up, put up with something that was getting worse, and worse, and finally went to the doctor, and he said, you need, you need, I told you two years ago, you needed that, it changed and I can do it now. <laughs> I can get down here. Couldn't pick stuff off the floor. I can do it. Not even been. It's about just a month. And it's just, it's, things are getting better and better and better. And the pain isn't there in bed. Because I would go, oh, in bed. Barely turn over. See, fight with the word of God. The good fight of faith. Proverbs 18.20 said, your increase comes from the fruit of your lips, or your decrease comes from the evil fruit of your mouth. Wow. Hebrews 13.15, don't put it up. By him, let us therefore offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Let the fruit of your lips speak the word for your situation. If, it, if it's healing you need, work on that. If it's money you need, work on that. There's all kinds of scriptures. See, don't try if it's, okay, let the other stuff go and get yourself well so that you can, you can get going then and speak stuff over your children, over your finances, or whatever it is. So you feel good enough to do it. Because it's no fun when you don't feel good. <laughs> See, um, speak the word of God, and then after you do that, give him the sacrifice of praise. Uh, you know what? It, there's something about speaking the word out loud. You just, oh, my hands are buzzing even right now. It is. And, and sometimes you just say, God, I love you, and tears will just, yeah. well, I'm a woman, so I'm more emotional than some of you guys probably, but I'll just cry. <laughs> I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. All I want to do is serve you. <laughs> but see, speaking the word makes you that way. Otherwise, you feel dull and dead. 
You do. You feel dull and dead. Okay, so get your visions out so I can, you can vision what you want to do this afternoon. Let's see. This watch hasn't changed. This is a watch. <laughs> Got it on a ship. Thirsty. So, man, I like making up prayers. <laughs> but I want you. Okay. So, really, what I wanted you to do is bring your visions up. I don't want to see them, they're for you. But I wanted to lay hands on all of you. It might take a little. But let's say this in our seats right now. Take them out. See, this is the vision for what you want to see. It could be in your body, in your finances, in your children, in your marriage, in your own self, <laughs> in your job. And I mean, if you want to put, you know, if you want to put stuff about the country, great. You know, and about that stuff. But this is what I'm saying. But this vision You've got to keep it before you yes. and decree and declare. Okay. Uh, it says in Proverbs 29, 18. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, right. <laughs> Proverbs 29, 18, it says, without a redemptive, redemptive, say redemptive, vision, the people perish, born again, spirit-filled or not. Redemptive vision means you know what God redeemed you from. Poverty, sickness and disease, and spiritual death. Those three things, basically. And everything else falls under that category. It's right in Deuteronomy 28. But that chapter is long. But you can figure out there are three things he redeemed us from. And see, what I see so much is poverty and sickness and disease. You know, I'm not saying, I, you know, but, but that's what the devil tries to do. You get born again, and then, and then he tries to do the other two to you. Okay, it says that. And then in Job 2.28, it says, When we decree and declare a thing, it is established, and the light, the light the light of God's favor shines upon your ways. Well, one time when I was saying that, I like things to mean something. Yeah. And so I thought of a flashing billboard, yeah. you know? And I thought, heh, 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 devil. <laughs> Says by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Flash that in your eyes. And then, and then I went, the Lord says, I am legislating it in the spirit realm for the devil to see. Yeah. So I put... <laughs> He legislates it yes. in the spirit realm for the devil to see the things you say. Woo! <laughs> so let's just say this. Lord God Almighty, you can stand up if you want. If you don't want to, that's fine. Say, Lord God Almighty. You said when we decree and declare a thing, it is established. And the light of God's favor shines on my ways. On all my words. And I legislate these words in the spirit realm. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you because we are your children. That you have blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Everything that heaven has is ours to enjoy on earth. Therefore, we decree and declare your will be done in our lives. On the earth as it is in heaven. That's from, that's from the Lord's prayer. 
See, we decree and declare your word over this vision for the year 2023. And we say that your word never returns void, but shall accomplish what we please and prosper in the thing for which we sent it. You said without a redemptive vision, I will perish. I am redeemed from the curse of the law. Because Jesus became a curse for me. And therefore I am redeemed and rescued from sickness and disease, from depression and oppression, from poverty, lack, and debt, and spiritual death. You said, I am blessed going in. I'm blessed going out. I am the head and not the tail. I am the lender, not the borrower. And you bring light and wisdom to every one of my situations. Because greater are you that is in me than he that is in the world. And even greater works shall I do. I yield to those greater works. Knowing that as God is, so am I in this world. And because I'm made in your image and likeness, Lord, my words are powerful. And whatsoever I bind on earth is what is already forbidden or bound in heaven. And whatever I loose or permit on earth is, is loosed or permitted in heaven. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of my mouth. but only that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby I am sealed to the day of redemption. I will let all bitterness and wrath all unforgiveness and anger, all clamor and evil speaking, be put away from my mouth with all malice. And I will be kind to other people, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, forgave me. And therefore, I will imitate my heavenly Father. I will copy him and follow his example. Example. As well-beloved children imitate their father. And I will walk in love. In the name of Jesus. Now, this is what gets me. When you stand there and you don't repeat what I say, you ain't going to get it. When I say to repeat something, I'm coming from the Heavenly Father realm. I am coming what Jesus is saying us to say. When you don't say it, you ain't got it. Please. This, this is really important. I just, I just want so badly. <laughs> All I care about is if you... If you get these things, that I get these things. Because with you getting them, it pulls me up. Sometimes I just, you know, not that I'm not, that isn't, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. But, but it's just like, huh, when you're all alone with stuff, you just, you kind of give up after a while. So see, right, see, it's just, it's, 
it's just say it. This is it. You are creating things, but if you stand there, I don't have to say this. See, a lot of preachers will say, say this, you know, and people don't say it. I've seen it. I look out there. You have to say it out loud because then your spirit man picks it up. And I'm not trying to be mad. I just, well, I want, I want, okay, but I, I just want people to come up and come up to a higher level and get it, man. And then the whoo-hoo, we can laugh all we want now. The joy of the Lord is our strength because God's word is life to us. It's light to us, and it will do the job. Amen. It'll do it. Yes. Amen. Amen. Okay, so, okay, yeah, I don't, oh, attend to my, attend to my words, incline your ears to my sayings, let them not depart out of your mouth, or let them not depart from your eyes, nor keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life and healing to all of your flesh. I know when somebody tells okay, just see Proverbs 420, 21. Attend. Somebody's attending to the babies. You don't attend by not doing nothing. They got a dirty diaper. Who cares? I'm just sitting here, you know, so nobody kidnaps them. Well, that baby's crying. It's hungry. See, attend to his words. <laughs> incline your ear to his sayings. How can you, you don't, do you incline your ear? Okay, I'm reading the Bible. Do you, do you need to incline your ear? Because you can't hear anything. In other words, when you, because it says you incline your ear, it has to be out loud for it to go into your spirit. Don't let them depart from your eyes. <laughs> Keep them in the middle of your heart. Not your head, but your heart. For they are life and health and healing to all. Yeah, there's a part there that says find them. And you know where the word find in the Hebrew means to those who enunciate them. Those who enunciate. Enunciate means you're saying it out loud. <laughs> Isn't that something? The Hebrew word for find there yeah. means those who enunciate them. Those are little little things. Yeah. It's yep, see, we are born again of the incorruptible seed, the word of God. All those other words we say are corruptible <laughs> and they cause corruption in our life. Or you could plant in a garden and have corruptible seed. Sorry. <laughs> Amen. Okay, so, okay, we're going to, you know what, I'm just going to lay hands on you real quick, because I feel like I'm supposed to, that's what the Lord told me to do, so that is what it will do. Okay, so we're going to, just let 